You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like who art ed. Try to spice it. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Henri Matisse. Now, if you want to see an image of the work with this episode and every episode, be sure to listen on Amazon Music, Spotify, Good Pods, or anywhere else that supports episode-specific cover art. Also, be sure to check the links in the show notes. I've got all of the relevant links for this year's Arts Madness Tournament, related episodes, as well as the network's survey. Right now, Airwave Media is conducting a survey of our listeners to get better insights from the audience. It's a chance for you to give me constructive feedback, and it helps the network line up advertisers that you might actually be interested in. So please take a few minutes to go to www.surveymonkey.com slash r slash airwave to fill out the survey, or you can find it linked in the show notes. Now on to the actual topic of today's episode, Henri Matisse. Henri Matisse was born in northern France on December 31st, 1869. His father was a successful grain merchant. In 1887, Henri was well on his way to a successful, respectable career when he went to Paris. He was going to study law, and he was working in that arena for a while, and then at the age of 20, he had an appendicitis. His mom gave him a paint set so he could have something to do while he recovered. This is when he decided, much to his father's disappointment, that he wanted to become an artist. While Matisse described painting as finding a kind of paradise, his father did not see it that way. But Matisse was determined, and in 1891, he attended art school in Paris. He studied at the Académie Julienne under William Adolphe Bergerot. I think that's kind of interesting because if you're familiar with Bergerot at all, he was sort of the antithesis of what I think of in terms of Matisse and the avant-garde. Bergerot was highly polished. He was a figurative painter, and like he was basically the ideals of the traditional Paris salon come to life. He was considered one of the finest painters in the world by the academic community, but he was despised by the Impressionists. Those were the avant-garde at the time. Matisse's earlier works were largely academic, studied, kind of bland. 
It wasn't until a bit later that he would start to experiment with the bolder color scheme and the sort of looser brushwork that history remembers him for today. Matisse was influenced by artists like Manet, as well as Japanese woodcuts that were very popular at the time. The Japanese woodcuts keep coming up in discussions of French painters from the late 19th century. Talked about it in episodes on Van Gogh, Toulouse Lautrec. I think people should know toward the end of the Edo period, which was at this time, Japan was still a largely closed off country. But these woodcuts started making their way out into the world. Katsushika Hokusai was probably the most famous artist of that era, largely because he had distribution deals, so his work was just more widely circulated than many other people's. If you want to learn more about Hokusai, like I said, check the show notes. I'll have uh, some links in there. But I'll also link an episode of Art Curious, absolutely brilliant art history podcast. If you're not familiar with it, Jennifer Dassel does some amazing work. She did an entire season on artists you've probably never heard of, and one of those covered was Katsushika Hokusai's daughter, Katsushika Oi. But back to Matisse. One thing to really emphasize is that while I might say he came to painting relatively late, I mean, at age 20, he had just decided to become an artist while he was stuck in bed, he really dove into the work. He went to art school, but he also networked with artists and learned from different artists. In 1896, he went to visit a friend, the painter John Russell, who taught Matisse about color and suggested he check out a little-known artist named Vincent Van Gogh. Russell actually gave Matisse one of Van Gogh's drawings. Then just a little time later, 1898, Camille Passaro, of all people, told him to go back to London and check out the works of J.M.W. Turner. It seems like he just kept talking to amazing artists who showed him the work of other amazing artists, and Matisse was soaking it all in. He actually put himself into debt buying works from artists he admired, but he surrounded himself with works from Rodin, Van Gogh, Cezanne. I gotta say, if you're gonna put yourself into debt for a collection, that would be the one. It's probably the best investment a person could have made, as those works would be worth millions today. Going back to Matisse's development, in 1905, he took his family out of Paris to a small fishing village, Calière. This trip would prove pivotal, as he and a friend developed an avant-garde approach that would define a movement, but it would echo through several movements for generations to come. He invited André Dorain to join him, and the two of them painted side-by-side around the village. Matisse encouraged Durain to move away from natural colors. They applied paints straight from the tube with little to no mixing, put together works with unusual color schemes, particularly they often focused on putting complementary colors next to each other, with the idea that the heightened contrast would make the colors seem brighter. Matisse and Durain were seen as some of the, the leaders of the Fauvist movement. Now, Fauvism was a French term coined by the critic Louis Vaucelet in 1905. Vaucelet was at the Salon, and he saw a 15th century style sculpture surrounded by paintings 
by Matisse and Durain. Reportedly, Vosselet remarked, Donatello a milieu de foes, meaning Donatello among the wild beasts. Like the Impressionists, the Fauvists took the term a critic used to insult their work and transformed its meaning. They embraced it. They were considered wild beasts because of their bold use of color. The Fauvist style is a sort of extension of the post-Impressionist movement, further flattening the images, making things more abstract with bolder colors and more expressive painterly styling. Arguably, Matisse's greatest masterpiece would be The Dessert, Harmony in Red from 1908. Initially, the piece was commissioned to be Harmony in Blue, but Matisse was not satisfied with the work and painted over it. In this painting, we see an arrangement of simple, familiar elements, but in a bold new way. There's a table set with a bowl of fruit. We see a woman leaning over the table, which is covered by a tablecloth and a floral wallpaper covers the wall behind her. The thing that makes this arrangement so unusual is that both the tablecloth and the wall pattern consist of the same sorts of organic shapes with the same bold red. The line dividing the table from the wall is extremely thin, and from a distance, it disappears completely, leaving the woman and the food seemingly suspended in a flattened red space. The landscape in the window, or perhaps it's a painting of a landscape on the wall, it provides a point of contrast. The cool blues and greens stand in opposition to the bold red, yet the repetition of organic shapes helps to unify it with the floral motif in the background. While most will describe the top left corner as the view out the window giving some hint of depth to the space, I still prefer to think of it as a painting within the painting. So this work is so much about the way an artist can construct an image and play with our perceptions. It seems fitting for there to be variations on the theme. Different decorative styles are explored in this space as we see nature through that framing but it's echoed in the wallpaper that seems to spill off the walls and occupy and take over the space. The decorations are not merely something to look at. They're something people within the space must interact with. As Matisse said, quote, the characteristic of modern art is to participate in our life, spreads joy around it by its color, which calms us. Now, I hope you're finding the joy in art, and I hope you'll participate in my Arts Madness Tournament. Voting for round one is going to start next week on February 27th, so be sure to go to www.whoartedpodcast.com vote to tell me which artist you think you'll win it all, and vote for your favorites each week of our tournament. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.